Welcome to Nuggets Nation, where you'll find the most up-to-date news, stories, and information about the Denver Nuggets and their organization. Brought to you by your host, Ethan Hinschel. Hey everyone, this is Ethan back with Nuggets Nation episode 5. If you have not already, please hit that follow and subscribe button for my podcast. I'm doing a special giveaway. One of the first 500 people to follow and subscribe to my podcast and TikTok will have an opportunity to win a Nikola Jokic jersey. Down in the podcast description, I will insert the TikTok username and link. So all you have to do is click on it and hit follow. I will ship on my dime. So all you have to do is follow and subscribe. All right. I have a really special guest to introduce on today's podcast. His name is CT, and I will really just let him introduce himself because he's got a lot to talk about. Hey, everybody. Uh, hey, Ethan. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I'm CT Fazio. Uh, I cover the Nuggets. I cover the NBA, NBA draft, college basketball for crownhoops.com. I do my own writing a little bit as well, um, you know, writing, podcasting, things like that. So, um, you know, starting to get back in the swing of things with the NBA season. So, we'll have some. Uh, you know, pieces out on the NBA draft coming up as well. So uh, once again, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Um, so all right, let's just dive straight into things. So Coach Malone just announced that Christian Braun and Michael Porter Jr. are going to play Tuesday night. So the Nuggets are going to have their traditional starting five lineup. So the lineup that we've yet to see so far this preseason, but the lineup that we did see all most of all of last season, obviously they're facing off against the Lakers, whom they swept in the Western Conference Finals this past spring in the Lakers. We're coming with a lot of heat and animosity, I'd argue, based on their offseason comments by LeBron, Coach Darvin Ham, and just other players. I'm curious how you think that will affect Tuesday night's game. Yeah, I think for it's going to be a very competitive game. Um, I think there's a lot of, I wouldn't say animosity on both sides, but definitely a lot of, uh, even bad blood, I wouldn't say either, but definitely, you know, some recognition of the Nuggets knocked the Lakers out in the playoffs last year in the Western Conference Finals. And it was a sweep, you know, it was a four-game sweep. It wasn't really that – I mean, it was competitive in the games if we're basing on scores and things like that. But as a whole, you know, it was a, it was a sweep. So they couldn't even get a game off the Nuggets. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be competitive. I think it's going to be a two-step game, especially with uh, – it's going to be ring night for the Nuggets as well. Um, they're getting their rings. So I think that's going to be um, some added motivation in that aspect. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to Tuesday. I think it's going to be a great, great kickoff to the, you know, 2024 NBA season. One thing that I would love to dive a little bit deeper into, obviously the Nuggets lost Bruce Brown and Jeff Green this offseason, and they do have some replacements in the rookies they drafted and in a few guys they signed in Reggie Jackson, Justin Holiday, and they do have Christian Brown returning for his second season. Hopefully he will have a bigger year. Who do you think can fill the void of those two guys? Yeah, I think it's – I don't think it's a one-for-one uh, kind of replacement option. I just think Bruce Brown was someone who really brought a lot of different dimensions to the table as, as far as you know being a versatile defender. Um, great cutter, developed a really good on-ball game as well, especially in lineups with Jokic, where he wasn't necessarily the quote-unquote point guard, but he was someone who was able to operate the offense and get to the rim, and he was able to have pretty good synergy in the pick-and-roll with Jokic and you know play off of, Jim, off of Murray at times. And he also filled in as well in the regular season when Murray and, and Porter Jr. were out for injury maintenance. So he was just an all-around really useful player to have um, with his all-around versatility when it came to lineups that the Nuggets could construct. So... I think his loss is definitely going to be felt, and I think uh, with Jeff Green, is the loss going to be isn't going to be as um, impactful. Uh, even though I think you know I have a ton of respect and admiration for Jeff Green's career, I just think the Nuggets have a a, a lot of options that they could put into that equation. You know, even though I think um, I'm a big Blanco uh, Chanchar advocate, 
Um, and he was out, you know, towards ACL over the summer, unfortunately. So I think he's going to be actually a pretty big, big loss for what the Nuggets have in the front court. But I just think as far as replacements go, I think, um, like we saw in the preseason, Julian Strother for me was the best bench option that the Nuggets had. Um, I think he really showed out as far as someone who was offensively versatile, really good shooter off the bench. Um, great cutter with the Jokic. We even saw that immediately. Uh, his size stood out as well, six seven as a guard slash forward. Um, I think you play that kind of, uh, you know, hybrid guard wing role. Um, he's not really an initiator type, but I think he could run some offense with Jokic in, in lineups in that aspect. Um, Zeke Naji, as we saw, you know, extension he just got uh, last night. I think he's going to be a big part of the front court. Uh, really good switchable versatile defender. Um, improving offensive game. His shooting has been hit or miss over the past couple of years, but maybe we'll see this year if he could kind of um, add to his game uh, and kind of get that percentage back up. And Christian Brown, of course, I think for me, um, you know, I was someone who was really high on him going into the draft, you know, last year before the Nuggets even picked him. Um, had a great rookie year, all all things considered. And even in the finals, in the biggest stage, he showed up, uh, I think, 15 points in, in game three to really help the Nuggets take that game home. So I just think he's going to have an added role as far as maybe running some more pick and rolls, um, better shooting maybe this year as well. So I just think there's really like an opportunity for Brown to be like that six starter type that Bruce was, even though he's not going to be like a one for one kind of replacement. I just think he has some of the similar qualities that can help, you know, fill the loss for Bruce. Yeah, I totally agree there, especially on the defensive side for Christian Braun. I think offense, he's got limited upside at the moment. Not to say he can't grow. He's 22 or 23. So he's still really young. Um, But on the defensive side, I do think he can pick up some slack where Bruce Brown is going to have, been missed and where he usually will guard defenders on that second unit or slotting in for like you said Porter or Murray when they weren't playing and I think guys like Peyton Watson and Julian Strother like you mentioned having that offensive upside for Strother he might not be the best defender I mean he held his own in preseason uh but it was only five games and you know it's just preseason but he did hold his own and his offensive upside was really nice he was a really good shooter. I thought he was a really good scorer from all three levels. And what impressed me the most, like you had mentioned, his cutting was really impressive, but his play off the ball to me stood out tremendously. Because for the Nuggets, obviously we know Porter and Murray and Jokic are going to have the ball the majority of the time on the offense. So moving well without the ball is so key, which is like what makes Aaron Gordon so good in that offense because he cuts so well. Definitely, for sure. Yeah, Strahler was another guy who, you know, I do a lot of extensive draft work, you know, for the NBA draft. So Strahler was a guy I've been high on for about like three years. And he's been in college. And um, when the Nuggets traded into the first round, I, I, he was a guy that I immediately thought of as kind of being a target for them. You know, I think the Nuggets bench last year lacked shooting. Uh, they lacked offense overall. So I think he's a really good addition in that aspect as far as you can add him in bench lineups. And him playing with Jokic, too, I think is a really good fit. Um, you know, giving Jokic good shooters is always a way to kind of, um, you know, add to their potent offense that they have. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I hope he plays on, on Tuesday night. You know, you never know with Malone and Rookie. So, um, even though Malone is, is the guy who I've always thought should get more credit for his willingness to play rookies, um, I just think, you know, always in the early season, though, we saw Brown last year. It took him, like, two games to really try to get into the rotation. But we'll see with Strother this year. Um how that kind of fares, but I think he's the guy who's most likely when it comes to the rookie class, he's most likely to kind of um, separate himself from the pack and, and get minutes early on to be a contributor in that, in, you know, the bench or, or the starters in, in a staggered lineup. Yeah, I do agree there just because he had such a great offensive preseason. He kind of like broke out, exploded, whatever you want to call it. He caught not only probably Malone's eye, but like the rest of the NBA 
Twitter was kind of trending with Julian Strother. So For sure. I think he might get some earlier minutes than typical rookies in the past, like you had mentioned with Malone. But we'll see. I do think Hunter Tyson is another guy to keep an eye on for the Nuggets because, like you had mentioned, he might be able to fill that kind of Jeff Green role. He's like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, can shoot the ball well. I think one part for me when I was watching preseason Nuggets was he did not rebound the ball the best. And I don't think it's not mm-hmm. he's a fundamental bad rebounder. I think it's because he just lacks muscle and size, which he's going to yep. get, but he's 23 and a rookie. So, Right. You know, I, I agree with uh, with Tyson in that in that aspect as well. It's just he's not really that the most, uh, most athletic uh, forward out there is, uh, either. So kind of saw like more physical defenders kind of bullied him out of the way for rebounds and even on the defensive end as well, you know, one-on-one, uh, he was a step slow. But I think those are all correctable for the most part. Um, you know, it could be a little bit part of just the way he's, like, his kind of archetype for now. But, um, yeah, I think behind Strahd, I'd say he's the second guy in that in that kind of lead to get minutes as well. Mm-hmm. From there, because, like, to me, obviously the starting five is solidified. You know, who's going to start? And like we mentioned, yeah. Christian Braun is going to be that sixth guy. If you mm-hmm. – do you want to go through and like pencil out who we think is going to fill in that second rotation? Cause I have my guess, but I'm curious to what you think. I think for what Malone on, on Tuesday <laughs> night, I think uh, Reggie Jackson is a sure thing. Um, just to be transparent, I'm not the highest on Reggie's skill set. Um, I just think his, he doesn't really have from what I've seen so far. And I could be wrong. You know what I mean? It could be that he needs more experience playing with Jokic and the rest of the players. I just haven't seen a willingness from him to, play Jokic ball where it's like give Jokic the ball cut off of him and you know trust Jokic to operate the offense it's kind of like he's running pick and roll he's taking shots that like even Murray to an extent will go off script a little bit but I think he's kind of earned the benefit of the doubt I think with Reggie Jackson it's like you kind of have to trust Jokic and play a little bit more off the ball when it comes to playing it with him so um I'm willing to give Reggie a, a runway to see how he fares uh you know in the early season um, but I just think eventually getting Murray is like the sole uh, point guard with the bench in a stagger lineup like we saw last year. I think that's kind of the way it should go eventually, but I'm not going to rule out Reggie off the mm-hmm. bat. Uh, I think Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown is definitely a lock. Um, at the three, it's tough because I, if I'm thinking what Malone is thinking, I'd probably pencil in Holiday, Justin Holiday off the bat just because he's a veteran player. He brings defense to the table, even though I don't think he's – a guy who's going to help you a lot in that aspect, but I don't think he's going to sink you either. So I think that's, he kind of has like a baseline of being a pretty stable option, um, especially for night one going against like a playoff team where in that way, Strother is kind of, he might be a little rattled, but I, I think you're just going to have to trust him as far as being the better option. And then at the four, I mean, it's dependent on if Malone staggers Murray with the bench and he plays him alongside Reggie Jackson, which is a lineup I'm not high on as well, just because Murray and Jackson defensively is a pretty poor defensive fit. Um, maybe Peyton Watson at the four, uh, someone who I, I think has shown a lot of defensive versatility. Um, the offense is still a little bit behind, uh, the shooting has been hit or miss as well. Um, but someone who I, I believe in as like a cutter, uh, good rebounder as well. And someone who could make, you know, some sort of passing reads, but, and then Zeke Nagy, I think is the, is the five option, especially after the, the extension he just got. I think that shows a commitment from Denver side, whether it's front office or the coaching staff, or I just think that he's got that position over DeAndre Jordan. I just think he's a better option as well, more versatile, uh, could defend better. I just think he's probably the guy to round out that bench five uh, backing up Jokic. 
Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And I would also echo those same sentiments about playing Murray and Jackson in the backcourt. I think that would just in terms of size and defensive wingspan, Mm. I just think they would really struggle tremendously. And the Nuggets don't have the best backcourt defense. So playing them together doesn't really make the most sense. So to me, like I think the the starting five, the bench second unit he'll go with will be Reggie Jackson, Christian Braun, probably Justin Holiday maybe Julian Strother, but I think he's probably going to lean defense and a little experience like you'd mentioned in Peyton Watson and then Zeke Naji. My hope is that Strother somehow inserts himself into the three or the four spot. I just think, like you said, they didn't sign Justin Holiday and Reggie Jackson this offseason to not play him, at least at the start of the year, and they're veterans. Mm-hmm. And it's also, like, got to keep in mind, this is LeBron James that we're talking about. So a rookie, you know, facing up against LeBron, that is a massive factor and he is a basketball idol for anyone anyone who's been watching basketball since 03 so that's millions of millions of people so i do agree with you that there is a rookie daunting task opening night you're gonna get they're gonna watch your teammates get their rings you're gonna see your banner being raised you're gonna go against anthony davis lebron james like marquee names so that is quite intimidating so i do think malone might be hesitant to play strother even though i do believe he deserves some minutes for sure. Yeah, I think with, um, you know, Malone's always a guy who's preached about earning your minutes. Um, and I think Strother, for me, you know, I think, you know, Malone was away from the team for a little bit due to, the you know, his father's passing. Um, so I just think Strother is a guy who showed in the preseason, even out of all the bench options, you know, Brown didn't play, so I can't really put him into that equation. But Strother, out of all the bench options, even including Reggie, including Holiday and Zeke and everybody, I thought he was the guy who showed the most promise out of all the options, you know, offensively, I thought he was really good. And he showed, he showed translatable uh, skills that I think will carry over to the regular season. I don't think he was a guy who was just chucking up shots and he was just scoring, you know, because the bench doesn't really have scoring. He actually was playing within the flow of the offense, uh, making good reads, uh, cuts and things like that. So I just, I just think it's translatable to the regular season. So I personally think he deserved to, he deserves to play on Tuesday night, whether you want to go after that and say, Holiday needs to play. I think that's fine, but I just think off the bat, Strother was a guy who proved it out of everybody else. So I think it, he deserves to play, uh, you know, in that opening night rotation. But I'm a guy too with holidays. Like I don't, like I said before, I don't think he's going to sink you necessarily. I actually, honestly, I'd play him over Reggie Jackson and let Murray stagger with the bench um, in that lineup because then you have a lot of lineup versatility, right? You have Holiday's a good defender, Christian Brown's a good defender, and you surround and Zignaji is a good defender as well. So if you want to surround. Murray and and Strother with good three good defenders, I think that could potentially work. Um, so I think Malone has his work cut out for him with the bench. Like as he said today, I saw some quotes that he said the bench is still a work in progress, and I, I I definitely empathize with what he's thinking. For sure, and like you said, to me the lineup of like staggering Murray with Braun, Holiday, Strother, and Zeke is really interesting to me because. They have good defense in three of the five spots. And then Murray is obviously a great offensive, talented point guard and can really run an offense. And Strother as like a second option or even third option, if you want to include Braun as a second option there. He can play really well, like I mentioned earlier, off the ball, and he's not going to suffer and sit in the corner and not help the offense with flow and movement. So that is key. And to me, like moving off the ball, I think will allow him to see some earlier action than previous rookies that Malone has coached. And not only that, I do think Strother was obviously the 
the best Nuggets preseason player, but I do think he was genuinely one of the better preseason players in the NBA in terms of like rookies and up and coming guys. And True. I do think that that does have an effect on a team and an organization because I know Malone doesn't coach for Twitter fans, but you know, it does have somewhat of an effect because they do see the talent that this guy has and can use. So I think it would be a mistake for the Nuggets not to, I mean, if he doesn't play night one, all right. I'm not here to criticize Coach Malone, but I do think he deserves to see some minutes within that first week of games. Definitely. Yeah, I think with, you know, your, your point made about Strother too, I think was was pretty important. I think, you know, Brown and Strother were two guys who were, who were at really high-level programs in college, uh, Kansas and Gonzaga. Um, both teams made it to pretty far in March Madness. So I just think, you know, thinking what Calvin Booth saw in those two guys is that he saw, you know, two high-level programs, high-pedigree programs that are used to winning. And I think that uh, Christian Brown, in his case especially, he was a guy who just wanted at all levels that he played in basketball uh, to carry that over to the Nuggets. And the same with Strawler is a guy who's – he played at FIBA, U19. Like, he's very, very experienced as far as playing in different kind of settings of basketball. And Gonzaga, like I said, was a team that went pretty far in March Madness. So I think he's got big game experience off the bat. So, yeah, like you said with Tuesday, you know, if he doesn't play, I'm not going to be mad about it really. But I just – I think he deserves to be in that rotation. Um, I think he'll be one of the better uh, offensive options for the Nuggets, too. Totally. Moving on slightly, not just to focus this entire episode on the bench unit, I would like to make some predictions on the season and just like see where we think the season goes as the Nuggets go. I know Jamal Murray today had a quote about how the season's about progression and that the Nuggets might struggle at some points, not like struggle like the Spurs or the Rockets last season, but struggle in terms of just like consistency and like night to night, I would argue to me, I'd look for the Nuggets maybe to make an in-season acquisition one or two um, bolstering the offense on the bench. Obviously, a lot of that's going to depend on the impact that Strother can make offensively off the bench. But I do think it's important to keep in mind that other teams around the league have added and the Nuggets didn't do a ton this offseason. So they might want to make an in-season acquisition or two. I'm curious what you think about that. For sure. No, I think it's definitely a possibility. Um, you know, when you look at the Nuggets bench right now, it's it's highly inexperienced. Um, a lot of guys who are just – I mean, even like look at Peyton Watson. He's a guy who barely played last year as well, and he's kind of relied upon to be somewhat of a contributor, um, even though I don't know for sure if he's going to be in the opening of that rotation. Um, they just have a bunch of inexperience. And like I said, with Vlaco's injury, like he, he was a guy who was slated to play, and he actually had experience playing last year. He was really good. Um so they don't really have that much experience. But, yeah, I could see a trade for, like, a point guard type. You know, I think Reggie Jackson's a guy who has, like, pretty decently matching salary that you could send out, even though he's got a player option in that in that second year. Um, yeah, the Nuggets don't really have too many tradable pieces unless they want to trade Reggie or they want to trade two or three of the of the young guys, um, whether it's Hunter Tyson or Jalen Pickett. Because I think Strawler at this point proved that he's – I wouldn't say a long-term fixture for the Nuggets. It, we haven't started the regular season yet, but – as of right now, his skill set looks to be something that the Nuggets can kind of build off of going into multiple years. So I just think the Nuggets have limited options to improve the roster until next year because Zeke Nagy's contract kicks in, and that's a lot of tradable salary. When you factor in Reggie, if he picks up his option, we pick up Zeke Nagy's $8 million deal. That's pr- a pretty substantial amount of money. Um, but, yeah, Dellen Wright, like if we want to go through a, like a target, Dellen Wright was a guy who I think is a pretty decent option. Uh, for the Nuggets, I don't know how they'd get that trade in in the works. Probably it'd be Reggie Jackson, Blacko, and and some other pieces to make that happen. But I just think 
uh, probably getting another guard in the in the ilk of like a Bruce Brown because Bruce Brown was like we said before, good guard defender, played multiple positions, can operate the offense in Murray's absence if needed. Um, Dylan Wright kind of fills the same role, maybe not to an extent as being as good as Bruce, but he's same, he's the same prototype as far as like a guard who's pretty versatile and can shoot, can pass, and defend um, that way. So I think maybe at the deadline, if they see the bench is really floundering, or if there's you know other options they could use at, at, at the buyout market or, or things like that. Maybe they'll explore um, a trade or, or a potential uh, upgrade. Totally. And that makes a lot of sense. Something for me to keep an eye on, I don't think it would be on the Nuggets' radar because he doesn't fit the team and he's obviously got a huge salary cap. But DeMar DeRozan is on a just expiring deal. And if the Bulls struggle again like last season, not to say the Nuggets would trade for him because he doesn't necessarily like fit with their team. But I don't know. For the right price, he's a very talented player. And... He's a veteran, knows how to win, and would absolutely buy into the Jokic Nuggets team mentality. Granted, I think the cost would be pretty large. I think you would have to give up like a Christian Braun and or Julian Strother type probably together, to be honest. Um, But I think looking at the Eastern Conference, we can keep an eye on a few teams who have some expendable pieces that the Nuggets could look at come January, February this year. Uh, And I know Calvin Boots for sure, keeping his eye on it. But I don't know. To me, it's a bit of a question mark and a slight disappointment that the Nuggets didn't add as much as they could have this offseason. But once again, they did win the the championship in the spring. So can't really question their decisions. But overall, in terms of predictions, I do believe Jamal Murray is going to make the all-star team this year for his first career all-star. Assuming he stays healthy and plays, I'd argue, 65 games at least. Um... Obviously, we can anticipate Jokic making it, and maybe the Nuggets could have a third all-star and maybe Porter or Gordon, but I don't know how realistic that is. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with Murray. I, I think it's a big year for him because he you know, had the option to sign that extension this past summer, and I think it was a bet on him himself, which I think was a rightful bet um, to see if he can make an all-star team or an all-NBA team. Uh, I think with the all-star game, I think uh, you know, you look at the, the kind of West landscape as far as point guards go – Morant's out for 25 games, so that's a large chunk of the season before the All-Star voting. Damian Lillard just got traded to the Eastern Conference, so I think there's kind of a, a window for Murray here. Um, when looking at the guards in the West, I think that he's got a he's got a good chance to make the All-Star team. Um, so, yeah, like I, I, I'd agree. I think he's got a good chance at doing it. Uh, do I think he will? I, I think it's kind of 50-50. Um, Murray's a guy who doesn't really take the regular season like as seriously as the playoffs, and that's not to say he's not trying or whatever. It's just saying that he's – He's more willing to put his uh, you know, body on the line to, to do it in the playoffs, like we saw uh, in the finals and, you know, the ensuing series that he had, which where he was, you know, he was great. He was all-time historic level of production. So, um, yeah, I think Murray in, in that way, I think he's going to – he's primed for a big year. And um, depending on the health of those guys, we'll see how far they kind of, you know, go up the standings, whether they're at the one seed or they want to just secure home court uh, going into the playoffs like they did last year. Yeah, no, I do agree with that. And like you mentioned, Dame is now in the Milwaukee and Jaw is suspended. But Phoenix did add Bradley Beal, who's a very talented point or guard, not necessarily point guard. Might play point guard this season. We'll see. I do think Devin Booker probably will play point guard for that team. Um, But I don't know. I think there, like you had mentioned, there is room for Jamal Murray to make it. But also, as you alluded, he doesn't necessarily go as hard as he does in the regular season than the playoffs it's really just to conserve his energy which i really do understand especially for this team in the focus he's conserving his energy because he knows it's not a regular season championship they're trying to win so 
In other predictions, though, I do think Nikola Jokic will win his third MVP. He was arguably snubbed last year. Um, according to Vegas, he's got the best odds, but you know, part of that's winning the NBA championship and finals MVP. But I do think he's the best player in this world, and he's set up to win another MVP, assuming he again stays healthy and puts up good numbers. I also think like wins and losses do really factor into the equation and the West is a stacked conference this year with Phoenix, the Lakers, the Warriors, Dallas, uh, Minnesota. I mean, there's so many up and coming teams too. Like, so wins and losses matter to me, I'd argue in terms of MVP. And I do think Jokic should win another one. Definitely for sure. Yeah. I think he's going to be right at the top of the, um, you know, the MVP debate. Um, you know, knock on wood, if he's if he stays healthy, I think he's going to be right in that discussion. Um, you know, when you factor in his production and, like I said, the durability, and usually if you have him, your floor for wins is pretty high for the most part. So I think he's going to be right in that equation again. But if you look at, you know, Giannis and Embiid, especially if Harden is gone, I think Embiid, if he could get that team to the playoffs, he's going to have another discussion as far as being in that MVP debate. So I think Giannis, Embiid, Jokic, I say LeBron, if he stays healthy. I know last year he, he kind of missed a lot of games. I think LeBron's going to be in that mix too. Um, I'd say those are like the top four or five guys uh, to factor into that equation. But, yeah, like you mentioned, I think Jokic has as good of a chance, if not the best chance, to go uh, three for four, you know, in the in the MVP uh, regular season race. Which is pretty crazy. I don't think people are necessarily giving, like, recognition to the fact that he might go three out of four seasons winning MVP and hopefully another championship this year, which is pretty all-time historic records that we're talking about. Obviously, he's yet to do it, so I don't necessarily want to talk about it too much, but those would be historic numbers and just like accolades that he would be collecting. I know he doesn't play the game for accolades. He plays to win championships. As he's mentioned, he doesn't really care about winning MVP because it's an individual award and he's focused on team success. But like you mentioned, I do think if Harden leaves Philly, Embiid's going to be in for a monster season. Like, I don't really know who's going to be that second option. Probably Tyrese Maxey on that team would be my guess. Um, I really think you probably should be the second option, even with Harden on that team. But I think Embiid could be in line for a monster season, especially with uh, Nick Nurse now as their head coach, too, and Doc Rivers out. I never really was a big Doc Rivers fan, to be honest. Um, I thought he just ran some pretty mundane, boring sets that the NBA has adapted to for over five, six years by now. But back to the Nuggets, not to shift too far away. In terms of just overall team success, I do believe the Nuggets probably will finish top three in the West this year. I don't roughly know how many wins that will take, maybe like 52, 53, 54, somewhere in that range is my guess. I think they might let off the gas a little bit, not kind of what we saw last regular season come February, March, after the trade deadline, maybe once they get a player or two to help and just take a little load off the starter's shoulders because I do think Malone is going to be cautious of how many minutes he's going to give to Murray and Jokic and Gordon and Porter and KCP all season because the goal is to play through early June again and they need their guys healthy and rested. Definitely. I think this year, you know, if you really base off their preseason comments they had at, at training camp and media day, um, that kind of seems to be the thinking, you know, the all season extended pretty deep. Uh, they didn't get as much rest as they usually do. So I wouldn't be surprised if Murray especially gets a lot of time off. Jokic, Porter, especially with his injury concerns, I think he's going to get some time off. And Gordon was a guy who played a lot of games last year, especially in the regular season. You know, he was a guy who was like arguably the second best player throughout most of the year. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a lot of time off as well. 
So I think that they're kind of do that trade off where it's like you will take the rest, and if it if it interferes with a you know win loss record, we'll take that as long as we get into a good standing going to the playoffs and and where our seating is at for home court. Totally, because the only team I'd argue that they don't want to match up against in the first round would be like Warriors or yeah, that that'd be a bad right. matchup for me. Just the experience that Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond and Steve Kerr bring is hard to handle for any team in the league. Not to say the Nuggets couldn't win, because I do believe they could, but that's not a first-round match. That's a first-round matchup ideally you'd want to avoid. Beyond that, though, um, one final thing I would love to talk about is who you think will be the best overall NBA team this year from start to finish. Yeah, it's a good question. I think I think the Nuggets are slated to be right at the top again. I just think they have the best starting five in the league, the most versatile starting five in the league as well, and I just think those guys playing together is just always really, really dynamic and potent. So I, I'd say the Nuggets are definitely in that mix. I think the Bucs are going to be up there as well. I just think uh, a duo like Giannis and Dame, um, even though I don't think the preseason kind of looked a little clunky, I just think that it's going to be a really dynamic fit as far as, you know, Giannis is rim gravity and Dame is a guy who shoots from really far out. So they kind of have a really good uh, sense of, you know, floor spacing and Middleton, we'll see if he's healthy this year and can kind of pick up where he left off last year after his he was kind of hit or miss with the injuries. So I think the Bucs should be in that mix. I think um, I think the Celtics should be there as well, especially getting Drew Holiday. I just think Tatum and White and Brown and, and um, you know, Horford and, and Porzingis is a really, really good starting five. You know, a lot of, lot of shooting, a lot of dy- uh, dynamicism, and especially with the backcourt in, in White and, and Holiday, I think that's a really good defensive backcourt. And then you add Tatum into that mix. It's three of the best defenders in the league. Um, so I just think the Celtics going to be up in that mix in, in that mix too. So I'd probably say those three teams. If I'm really basing on the best teams in the league, I think the Nuggets, I, I think uh, the Celtics, and probably the Bucks, probably those teams that would would wrap up my top three. I'd agree for the most part. I do think Denver probably will be number one. Obviously, I'm a little biased here, but I do think they'll be number one. I think Boston will actually be better than Milwaukee. To be honest, I actually like the trade of getting Drew Holiday more than the getting the trade of Damian Lillard. Just the value that Drew Holiday brings to an organization, I think, is tremendous in terms of his defense and just leadership and IQ goes really unmatched and doesn't show up on a score sheet IQ and just he puts his guys in a position to succeed and he doesn't need to be that first option. He's content with being that third option, which he'll probably be on that team. To me, I would say Nuggets, Celtics and probably Milwaukee, but I wouldn't be surprised if Phoenix pops into that third best team with Brad. Devin Booker and Kevin Durant because that is a scary three-headed monster in terms of offense. Defense, I'm going to question a bit, but we'll see. But overall, I just want to thank you for coming on, CT. Thank you for your time, and I really appreciate all your insights that you had to offer. Great. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Ethan. I appreciate it. It was great, you know, talking Nuggets and and NBA with you. Um, Yeah, no, like I said, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed what CT had to say today, be sure to check out his Twitter account where he posts and writes a all stuff Denver Nuggets and all of their NBA stuff as you mentioned before and once again thank you all for listening have a wonderful day and I look forward to catching up with you guys soon